0: 4 o'clock now and uh, good morning if you've just joined us here on Sound Awake and uh, good morning, good morning, good morning hoping you start your week in a positive note and your Monday morning as well All right, we talk of trending topics now in terms of what's happened in social media in the last, uh, well, we're looking at it 72 hours. In in the last uh, 72 hours, joining us is Tiamu Malaji, who is a social commentator, our partner here on Sound Awake in terms of trending topics. Tiamu, how are you this morning? How are you?
1: I'm doing great. It's the start of the week. I want to start a little strong.
0: We need to study strong because, I mean, our topics today, yo, they're not so positive. But, you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's what's been happening in the last 72 hours in terms of social media. Let's talk first, uh, hashtag Prince Philip, the Duke of Edinburgh, who passed away at the age of 99. Um, and Twitter obviously took on this uh, and went to town in terms of his mm-hmm. legacy.
1: Yeah, and I saw a very interesting tweet saying, if you consider his age, he died at age 99, that's older than, you know, every African country has been independent. So it's not like we're dealing with the descendants of a colonizer here. Prince Philip, you know, is or was the colonizer. So it makes sense why a lot of us aren't really happy with his legacy. I don't want to speak a lot on his death, but definitely the life he lived. People on Twitter were even quoting some of the things he said to various indigenous groups of people, uh, whether they're Cambodian or Nigerian, about what they eat and how they dress, and just a whole bunch of offensive remarks that the British media just called gaps, you know, which is their word for racism, you know, Mm. if if you followed the British media. So yeah, it, it made sense why everyone went to town with his legacy, because his legacy was atrocious.
0: And talking of Nigeria, the comments there that uh, he told the president of Nigeria at the time that he looked like he was ready for bed because of the way he was dressed. Mm -hmm. And and he was in his traditional robe.
1: I know. I mean, he said that if something is on four legs, Cambodians will eat it. It's uh, it's just Mm -hmm. immensely offensive, unnecessary. And I mean, those are the lighthearted things. Uh, You know, on a deeper level, this real contempt that the British monarchy showed for indigenous populations around the world expressed itself in colonialism, in theft, in indentured labor, in you know, massacres, in all sorts of uh, atrocities in history. But we're also realizing that we can't really call this just history because the monarchy is still intact today. You know, and many mm. many people keep predicting the downfall of the monarchy. You've seen the situation with Meghan Markle and Tiny. And maybe that's going to cause a, a, a some kind of a rift but the, the reality is a lot of the damage the monarchy causes is still existing today
0: and he was also you know remembered for being a bit sexist and, and some oh, comments he made as well I mean if I quote just one in 2009 where he met a female sea cadet who told him that she had worked at a nightclub and his response was was it a strip club <laughs> I mean, I'm laughing, but it's not funny because, you know, that would be offensive to a a woman if if somebody asked me that. I mean, that would be offensive.
1: And it's institutionalized. I mean, it's more than just these jokes. This is someone with immense power. I mean, the Duke of Edinburgh, who's who's able to create policies, who's able to consult. I mean, the monarchy has less power now over policy than it had in the past. But definitely the building of a whole lot of institutions, including patriarchal institutions, were ushered by men like him. We have
0: basically honoured DMX, you know, the international rapper more than uh, Prince Philip, don't you think?
1: Well, I mean, that's another difficult one because in 2003, DMX released a song, um, you know, with intensely homophobic lyrics. Uh, So, yeah. Yes, I think lots of people honoured DMX who also passed on recently. And of course, DMX also contributed positively in some ways to hip hop culture, etc. But there's still, you you know, I think when someone dies, there's always this debate about how to honor their legacy. Because you want to honor a lot of their positive contributions, but you can't just ignore some of the ways that they've harmed other people.
0: And uh, the Queen Elizabeth, I mean, uh, obviously, uh, the Duke of Edinburgh was her husband. Yeah. Do What's, what's going to happen now? Do we think that she might find another partner?
1: <laughs> well, I mean, people on Twitter were saying Liz doesn't really have uh, much longer to go either, um, if I can put it in a less offensive way. Mm. So uh, I have serial doubts about that. I think right now, I don't know what her focus is in her own mind, but I think the focus of the monarchy is to keep itself intact. I don't think they're focusing on uh, Elizabeth's future partners, or I I don't know, really. What I can say, however, is that uh, Meghan Markle's not attending the funeral service. Her doctors have advised her not to travel. Prince Harry is going to attend. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, you're already starting to see these schisms, even with this death. Um, you had the British media, um, people like Piers Morgan and the like, basically insinuating that uh, Meghan Markle and Prince Harry's Oprah interview contributed to Prince Philip dying, uh, which is the weirdest and most absurd claim given Prince Philip's had poor health for such a long time. and I mean, he was 99, he had heart issues. It, it's just the weirdest. I mean, a lot of people on Twitter were like, British media trying to find ways to blame Meghan for Prince Philip's death. And they were saying it in a humorful manner, but we are seeing a bit of that. Mm. Um, so, I, you know, I, I think that the priority right now is immediately this funeral service. Um, after that, probably trying to keep the monarchy intact. But I, I don't think we should let that happen. You know, I think this is a, a really good opportunity for us to really question the, the British monarchy and why it continues to exist. I mean, our own president of our country still maintains healthy relationships. With, uh, with the monarchy, just as every president before, democratic president before, uh, has, uh, and maybe it's time for our governments, you know, the Commonwealth as a whole, to really ask themselves, why are we committed to the monarchy? You know. Mm. Let's just move
0: on. I actually want to move yeah. on. Let's talk Hani yeah. now. Hashtag Hani. Uh, it was the 28th anniversary of his assassination. Uh, we know that he was uh, killed uh, by Walus in his driveway in Boxburg on the 10th of April. That was back in 1993. South Africa almost got into a civil war because of this.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, you've seen there's been a lot of documentaries being made about this some of them focusing on Condesa, some of them focusing directly on Hani's speeches and his vision for the country, which was deviated a lot from Nelson Mandela's vision with regards to economic freedom, resources, uh, internationalism, communism, socialist ideas in general. Um, and I think many people speculate that that's a, a big reason why Hani was a target. He had much more radical vision for liberation than um, some of the more liberal interpretations that ended up forming our constitution and uh, a lot of the outcomes from CODESA. Uh, so, yeah, uh, if there was going to be the civil war, definitely that was one of the things that people marked as a, a potential. Uh, what what we're seeing now, however, is a lot of the ramifications of not following Honey's vision, being that we're seeing lots of many conflicts through the country right now in terms of, you know, I mean, you seen lots of these stories, Breckenridge, you just saw one in Petrie Also recently this weekend, Mm. you know, racial violence um, in small pockets occurring and it might not be a civil war, but it's definitely the ramifications of not resolving the very problems Chris Honey was trying to resolve. And so every year on 10 April, we just reminded not only of the corpse of Chris Honey, but also the corpse of our liberation that was never fulfilled, but, you know, perhaps also died in that same day.
0: And also the fact that the truth, uh, the complete truth has not yet come out. And the South Mm. African Communist Party saying that, uh, you know, that uh, until uh, Walus reveals the exact circumstances, uh, Yanus Walus, of, you know, what happened surrounding his assassination, then they want to obviously remain opposed to him being released on parole. Do you think the truth, the full truth will ever come out?
1: I have my doubts about that. I mean, uh, the truth about so many things in black history are never known. You know, the truth of people who are captured and put onto slave ships all the way up until the truth of what has happened to some of our revolutionary leaders. I mean, uh, you should look at assassinations across the continent. There's still lots of details we don't know about Numumba, you Mm. know, about Beagle. There's so, so, so many incidents we just don't have a lot of information on. And, and that's precisely because we, 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 we don't have the adequate power to take that out of the people that don't want to talk. Uh, there's this interesting quote by Frank B. Walderson who says, The future is what happens when one is not black. So we don't know much about history and what has occurred. And then for people like Honey, there is no future for them either. So it's like, we're just trapped in time, you know, in terms of how we can describe blackness. And that's something we remember every year on the 10th of April. Mm.
0: All right. We need to take a short break and then we'll continue. Just one more topic. Uh, Dr. Cindy, uh, hashtag RIP Dr. Cindy is what we'll talk about next. Uh, We're talking to Tiamu Malaji, our social commentator, and uh, talking trending topics in terms of what's happened in social media in the last 72 hours here on Sound Awake.
1: Trending news right now.
0: Dr. R.I.P. Dr. Cindy is the next uh, trending topic we're talking about uh, with uh, Chiamu Malaji. I mean, just uh, last week, Tiamo, we were talking about Dr. Cindy and, uh, you know, South Africans Mm -hmm. raising funds for her uh, hospital bill uh, just to help out. And then Saturday morning, she leaves us. I mean, at 45 years old, she left us.
1: Mm. And she touched a lot of lives, you know. Uh, on social media and off social media in terms of health care, health advice, HIV, AIDS, advocacy. So there's a lot of people who are really personally connected to Dr. Cindy there either through communication they've had with her, whether it's online or the ways in which she's touched their lives. So I can imagine for a lot of people around the country this is a very personal death. It's not just a, mm. a death of a celebrity that you no. see yeah. on television. It's someone who was at Actively participating in the lives of people in the country. Mm.
0: Such a light that she was. I mean, I knew her as well, and I just, I was not uh, doing very well in handling this. It's just been tough for for a lot of people because she touched so many lives. And the thing about her was her humility. As you say, she wasn't just a celebrity; she was mm-hmm. a, a human being who just touched people who were so humble and who would overextend herself. What does this say then uh, in terms of our essential workers and how, you know, their health and safety should be coming to the fore? Do you think it will spark conversations on that? We know there's been about 288,000 uh, vaccines administered uh, to date in South Africa, starting with those essential workers. And, and there was also talk about that this rollout is also slow. What yeah, does this but- mean then for that conversation about our essential workers and their health?
1: Well, it's very difficult to make our government effective. Um, Our bureaucracy, our processes have led to this massive delay in rollout. They say they're trying their best. They're making many promises always. I don't know if this will uh, make any difference in the vaccine rollout. I did see some people on Twitter saying, had we been more effective at rolling out the vaccine, maybe a lot of deaths, including Dr. Cindy Van would have been prevented. And maybe those people on Twitter are correct. So I, I can't make a prediction. I'm not really optimistic about our government improving its efficiency. There's one thing about our government. I don't think the death of South Africans, uh, you know, even very uh, dearly held and loved South Africans, makes the government more efficient at providing services. Because then, I mean, Maragana massacre, etc., etc., would have made a very efficient government by now. Uh, what I can say, however, is that a lot of healthcare workers are not protected by our government right now. Um, the vaccines that we've been promised, uh, that, they're meant to be dished out. There's a lot of healthcare workers who are uh, putting their lives in the risk mm. during this pandemic and not getting the kind of protection they need. And uh, if there's one thing that the government could do to honor Dr. Cindy Van you know, in, in the spirit of Cindy Van they could, you know, uh, maximize this vaccine rollout and protect all other healthcare workers
0: and I mean, she was more than a healthcare worker. She had a show as well on air, so she yeah. was a broadcaster as well, just spreading, you know, her her gift to the world in that way also.
1: Yeah, I saw the the family released a statement via her Twitter account just recently. Um, you know, just speaking much more about her legacy, and um, I saw uh, lots of other people have also tried to, you know, instead of talking too much about death, to also try and. Speak about the kind of positive way she's impacted them. There was a um, someone. There was a massive um, tweet that got a lot of shares about wearing um, um, dresses with pockets. I don't know if you saw that. Uh, just oh, one I of the things that. Yeah. she spoke about. So it's, it's almost like what we're trying to do is to try find ways to look at the life that was lived and the and carrying that through. Apparently, the family in a statement said they're going to set up a foundation. They said that will be coming soon. To continue that work. So I imagine a lot of us will continue to support that foundation as well. So yeah, mm-hmm. a lot of positive stuff that Sunseil did uh, while alive and a lot of positive things that we can continue doing in her legacy.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I mean, condolences to Martinez, her husband and their two children. Yeah. Hoping that they, you know, find comfort in something, somehow. I don't know. You know, you never know what to say when, when, when tragedy strikes. You just don't know. But well, usually it's
1: uh, best to, mm. to give the family privacy and, uh, you know, they'll connect yeah. with their loved ones. And All
0: right. Well, let's leave it there then, uh, uh It was a gloomy one today. Tomorrow will be a different mm. day. But thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. Thanks. Chiamu Malaji, our social commentator, talking trending topics here on Sound Awake, looking at uh, social media in the last 72 hours. Our time being 17 minutes past four. Good morning. If you've just joined us, this is SAFM.